Visiting with our Shap of the Week, Doak Wilson, our backup rover, a junior, and your travels to Westlake aren't the same as everybody else's. As a lot of people may or may not know, you're, you're Doug Wilson's son, the assistant offensive line coach. When you are a coach's son, I always think that, man, your experience must be kind of like a, a military experience because it's job to job to job and you're kind of following dad around, but you've kind of found a home here at Westlake, right? Right. Yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun. For sure, this will be the last stop schools uh, I'll have to go through, but I'm glad we finally landed here. So where have you been? Take us through your journey from the time you started playing football, middle school, elementary, all the way to Westlake. Where have you been? I started out playing uh, just a little peewee football over in uh, Burnett, Texas, a small school, real small town. That was a lot of fun. And uh, we went to uh, Marble Falls when I was in seventh grade, only there for one year, and then we made it over here to Westlake. So you basically got an opportunity to see Coach Dodge in action at a middle school level, and then your dad got the job here when he took over the Westlake gig. And this is kind of the longest stint that you've had growing up, just being in kind of a football culture. What's your experience? Um, I've been able to see this it's like this culture take place in like another school over in Marble Falls, and from a young age, like looking up to it and knowing what's going to come. And now it's been pretty cool to uh, finally grow into that role and just see everything come together here in the last couple of years. Thomas Russo, Connor Kelly, Keaton Jones, and Matthew Sams, all of those guys played on the varsity last year. All of those guys started. All of those guys have a ton of experience. But yet, you found a way to kind of penetrate the special teams, and then you started getting noticed. And I always appreciate that because from my position, I see guys make great plays on special teams and go, wow, or what could he do if he was actually out there? It's interesting because you have the opportunity to get that experience. You know, you may not have the ability to start every game, and in a close game, you may not even get in. But over the course of the year, you start making the plays on special teams. You start getting opportunities and mop-up time when the game is in hand. And then you start making some serious plays during practice. And then you start with the opportunity to kind of get some quality time. And watching you and Drew evolve over the course of the year, it's almost like you're watching trust. You know, you can't really identify what trust is. You can't really see it. It's not a tangible thing. You can start to see it by how much confidence the coaches have in you and Drew to go in. And Coach Salazar talked about it throughout the course of the year as we've been preparing for these games. And he said, look, I've got I've got two guys that if I didn't have two seniors that have over 30 starts would probably be starting for me. That's where you've gotten to as a starter level player. What's Coach Salazar do for you in that role as your coach and a guy that is starting to trust you? Oh, he's really given me the opportunity to uh, just get a lot of playing time. Maybe not in some of the big games, but we're really when the pressure's off and we can just play, just play how we know. Just gives us a, a lot of opportunities. So you have the benefit of being my one screw up this year. And I think it happened in the Leander game where you guys had scored a number of different ways. I was just waiting for a punt return. And because I wanted a punt return to happen so that Westlake would score in every phase of the game before halftime, I somehow imagined that your interception was actually a punt return and that punt return was taken to the house. And I was thinking, yes, it happened. But I think I just imagined it. Maybe the pass was too high and I just thought it was a punt. But nonetheless, that feeling of your first interception and not only your first interception but you end up returning it for a touchdown that play took forever for me and it must have been like the quickest thing take us through that play because you know your first varsity score that's a that's a big deal 
Right now, I was super excited. I just read the quarterback, picked it off, and then I had some really good blocks on the way down there from, uh, from Drew and Reed. They're out there. They have my back. Everybody's real pumped when I scored. So it was a lot of fun. It took a lot. I mean, you, you got crazy athletic on that play because it was go right, go left, go back, circle around. I mean, does it take as long as we see it, or is it just a flash? Oh, no. It goes by in a flash. You don't, you don't even realize what's happening. Just before you know it, the play's over. Who's the funniest guy in the defensive back room? Who, who's the character of the group? I'd have to go with Reed Vender. He's always cracking a joke or making fun of somebody, always in a playful way. But he's, he's a funny dude. Who, who's the biggest hitter in that defensive back room? I'd have to say Sage, pretty hard hitter. He always seems to bring it. If anybody's coming across, they better be careful because he's always out there. I always look at the relationship that the defensive backs have because you know that your defensive coordinator is a safety and he's in the Hall of Honor as a safety at Mary Harden Baylor from his perspective and it's a defense designed that normally when you look at a defense it's from the front to the back his defense is designed from the back to the front now I don't know if that gives you any advantage but it also puts the responsibility on the safeties I like that because they're the ones that can see everything what he talks about is what makes a good defensive back in his defense is intelligence collectively how do you put that in perspective is it's all about just understanding the big picture the main idea right no I think DBs especially safeties have real high football IQ I really think that we understand the game and when we're going into games we got a real solid game plan and I think we stick to it and usually know what's happening before even the offense does so you get a lot of smart guys who's the smartest guy in the defensive back room and it's okay to say you you can be the smartest guy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I might be up there i like to think i'm a pretty smart guy drew's another one matthew has a real high football iq he knows a lot he's always a good source to go to and you've got a question he's the guy that while he's watching the texas usc game when they run a play that he recognizes from lake travis he's the guy that from the stands texts his defensive coordinator. I think that personality infects everyone. We've talked to a number of defensive backs since Coach Dodge's staff took over. A couple of years in, we start to notice, okay, there's a legacy developing in the defensive backfield. There is a responsibility. And we talk about the the hat dance that's been around forever with the offensive line. But we're starting to see some similar legacy in the defensive backfield. And, you know, Steven Rio talked about it. You know, even Connor Kelly has talked about it. Matthew Sams has talked about it. There's a responsibility for that next group to be even better than the group before. Do you kind of see what that is like now that you've had the time this year and that you've had so much playing time? I do. I definitely feel that from the seniors. And I know uh, the shoes we've got to step into next year as uh, be a senior, the DB group. So I definitely know it's coming. I always am interested in how people get ready for a game and, and their football experience. Yours is a little bit different because I think you've been around ball so much. And coaches' kids are always different because they understand the game a little bit differently. You understand the grind like probably nobody else does. I think there's a a special passion that you have for football that probably most don't understand. Can you put that into words? I can. Yeah, football's always just been a lifestyle for my family. It's, uh, I mean, it's kind of dictated a lot of stuff that goes on in our life and 
I mean, the preparation for the game is everything. Even as a little kid, following my dad around the practice fields, uh, I know how important it is, whether it's a, I mean, a losing season or a winning season, practice is everything. And I mean, that's ultimately what's going to decide if you get that ring at the end of the season. So I imagine there have been long rides in a car. There have been long hours that you kind of hung out with your dad. I'll get to that in a moment, but let's talk about your mom. I got a chance to meet her, and it seems like that's a lady that you probably want to have around just to kind of take a break mm-hmm. from football. What's that relationship with your mom And when you get that kind of, hey, time out, Dad, I, I love you, but I spent a lot of time with you. Let me go over here to Mom. What does she bring to the equation? Oh, it's awesome. She's always there, have my back. I could have the worst day, and, of course, in her eyes, I did amazing. So it's always nice to kind of know I can always go back home and have somebody there to just kind of calm me down and just not always just football, football, football all the time. What's that go-to meal or snack that, that mom kind of comes in and says, hey, it's going to be okay? I love me some mac and cheese. She can, she can make it pretty good. <laughs> Coach Dodge talked about this with his son. He had Riley on his hip pocket since the time he was a, a little kid, and now he's coaching. You have that same experience of just kind of being in your dad's hip pocket in that relationship with your dad where you kind of understand your dad as a man because you're watching him earn a living. What's the one or two things that you picked up from him as far as his work ethic that you can kind of put to your game? I've always seen my dad work hard every day, whether it's a early morning or late at night. He's always in there, and he's trying his hardest to help the team, and I really think that's uh, carried over to myself and just knowing that no matter what, if you're going to do it, like, you might as well try as hard as you can to do your best. I always talk about, you know, what are some of the things that, that Tony Salazar or, you know, maybe even a Lee Munn says to you guys from a defensive standpoint. What's some of the funnier, you know, lighter moments? What, what are some of the Tony Salazar-isms that you guys hear in the defensive backfield? What's what's the constant? He'll, like, say a call, and then if he's if he's just not really feeling it, he'll be like, oh, boys, just play ball. Just play ball. And, and it gets a good laugh out of us every time. It's one of those things where he's just like, hey, you know what? You guys know what you're doing. Just, yeah. just play. Exactly, yeah. It's just... Go out there, play ball. How does Doak Wilson get ready for a game? What's your go-to routine getting ready to play football for the Westlake Chaparrales? I'm pretty loose. Usually just put on my earbuds, just kind of hang out, talk to whoever's around me, just listen to my music, get my mind right for the game. What's the go-to tracks that you listen to before a game? Some old Drake, some Future, some new stuff, probably Louis Vert. Final thought here, Doak, when you look at your experience as a junior, the comments from Coach Dodge is like, hey, we've got two motivations. Number one, the seniors don't want this to end, and the juniors and sophomores do not want offseason to start. But what's your motivation for this team going into Saturday night and the rest of the season? The end goal is just to get a ring. I want a ring so bad. It's always it's always been a deal between me and my dad. I've always been, like, as a kid, I always saw him just trying to work to get that ring, and then now I have a chance to not only get it for myself, but also for him. He's Doug Wilson, our Shop of the Week. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you.